0: Will Smith is publishing a memoir. Comes up this fall. It's, it's only early. a matter of time. It's called Will. He wrote it over the last two years. He can't wait for us to hear his stories. All right, Will Smith, he's going to host an hour-long comedy variety show on Netflix. So now Will Smith is entering the Netflix racket. Will Smith and also Mark Wahlberg are embracing their dad bods. Will Smith, in fact, says that he's in the worst shape of his life. He's kind of proud of it. iRobot paid Will Smith $28 million. Wow. Holy Toledo. Do you you trust Anthony Mackie? I guess is the million-dollar question. I got to still trust Anthony Mackie. Okay. So we're leaving this week off trusting somebody. Ready for Will and Jada? Let's hear it. Their production company has signed seven-year-old Russian YouTube star Anastasia Radzginzkyskaya. This little girl, now she is an asset of the Will Smith Corporation. Will Smith is is voted number two. My point is they didn't trust him enough to, to to protect against aliens. No. And he's been in multiple alien movies, Will and Jada. Mm -hmm. So in discussing the fact that they may have gotten divorced recently, which they didn't. But because of like the whole cheating thing. Right. They gave an interview because they always talk about their shit. Will indicated that he would never divorce Jada because he swore till death do us part. And so the only two possibilities for him, in his words, are to be with Jada or to die.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What about your first wife? It's the same thing. Such a good point.
0: Not made. That's such a great point. I I would like to see Kevin Hart and Will Smith do my dinner with Andre.
1: Now we're fucking
0: talking, man. That's honestly something worth seeing. And do it at the Red Table. Willow Smith calls back the weird thing that happened like maybe two months ago when Will and Jada's marriage was on the rocks because of the third member who was a part of their menage a trois. Right. She said that she is proud of both of her parents for how they handled that.
1: Yeah. You don't trust Will Smith because he, you know, he's forcing these awkward situations amongst his family members and cast members.
0: I don't know that he's at all to blame here. (laughs) I don't know how to spin this, that it's his fault. Spoiler alert, here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. This is the last daylight hours of my 20s. Wow, and happy to bring it in with the two hundo show (laughs) show. Really stealing two hundo's thunder. 200 Two, The 200 Thunder. Right. Show show 200. Cans
1: are on for the 200th time. Just kidding. It's definitely less than that. It's probably
0: like the 100 and. Do you just mean because you didn't always wear cans?
1: Yeah, there were a couple episodes at the beginning where I didn't wear cans. And then when we were outside, I didn't wear cans. So I've probably worn cans 192
0: times. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if. Yeah, you're right. Let's not let's not break break down the the history too finely. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's, it's just two hundred. First
1: segment. How many times
0: did Matt wear cans? I I thought a lot about Shosho two hundred, in terms of how much uh, extravaganza we ought to paint upon it. Yes, but it's also um, it's apparent to me that two hundred is kind of less of a milestone than one hundred. Yeah. But we're it's just, unfortunate that you have to wait another 900 after 100 to have a big milestone again. Oh, I don't know about that. I think
1: 500 is oh, going to be a right. banger.
0: Yeah, we're gonna be in our 40s, but <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> we're gonna put off episode 500 for 10 weeks at a
0: time. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Well, there's just be so much going on in our lives. It's totally. Are we doing a show show this week? I don't know. <laughs> are you we doing a show yet? show this month? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How are you? What's up? Good. Congratulations on 200 episodes of the podcast. And you as well, my thanks, friend. Thanks. I know we uh, we
1: do equal parts completely, so it's yeah. been a pleasure to carry 50% of the
0: bird. Look, there exist two episodes of this show without you. Yeah. And I think the audience would agree, I couldn't do it without you. <laughs> <laughs> but those two episodes,
1: so uh, such an interesting bottle episode. Yeah, it's a different kind of
0: experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and your Stuart uh your, your tribute to who was it? I'm Stuart McLean. Yeah, my Vinyl Cafe episode has 4,000 listens on SoundCloud. <laughs> that one went crazy. It's the most viral thing I've ever been a part of. You're like a SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We've actually, we've recently started getting comments on our SoundCloud uh, updates with each podcast. Oh, And nice. they're just bots. They're comments uh-huh. from like, and we get like one or two a week and it's always like, love your songs, check out mine. Oh, God. They seem to think that we're uploading 59-minute songs every week. Love your songs. Want to see how your sound can be a
1: little bit better? Absolutely. Click here.
0: Yeah, exactly that. This episode is sponsored by those bots. (laughs) (laughs) Did you think we were going to make it to 200? I mean, I... The way that I live is
1: to not give a whole lot of thought that far into the future. Right. Because I think it would mess me up. Okay. Like if I knew that I was making a 200 episode commitment.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. I, think we, I think I'd think i be like, oh, yeah. God,
1: really? Right. What are we going to do for
0: that much? Doesn't time- that, excuse me, make you not very good marriage material? <laughs> no, I think it- Look, I, I can't make you promises about tomorrow. I can't. All I can do is be with you
1: today. All I can do is one day at a time. <laughs> um, no, I think that was an area where I was willing to come in. but to any activity kind of thing. Yeah, sure. I mean, like when people talk about diabetes and stuff, I'm like, yeah, I'm not thinking about it in terms of what it's going to be like 10 years down the road. I'm literally just going like day to day. It's always going to be different. Do
0: people try and uh, weasel you into conversations about how diabetes is going to get harder as you're older? Well, no, I don't think necessarily. I just think when like I was diagnosed, people were like,
1: whoa, man, that's going to be so that's like the rest of your life kind of thing, like not.
0: And I was like, sure. Yeah. I mean, like it's today and then it's tomorrow. And then that's such a good attitude. I mean, it is a huge part of your every single day, but you manage it better than. uh, Well, I also have an uncle who has uh, he developed diabetes later on and he also nails it. Nice. But there are some people who do not. Or no. very cavalier about it. No, for sure. For sure. But um,
1: yeah, so so I I take the show show the same way I take diabetes. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the same kind of tragedy. There's no question about that. Hey, we've got some audio drops. I have a hotkey bank here for oh this week's God. podcast. It's really exciting. amazing. So I'm going to play them live. I hope they record to track okay. uh, appropriately. Um, so bear with me here. century Compl- completing another hundred yeah. no it's not century
1: either <laughs> it's not no but there's that beer drinking game called century uh you drink 100 shots of beer in 100 minutes or something that's right yeah and i've never done it it seems doable but actually it gets you beyond messed yes, up everyone there's not yeah. a
0: single person that i've met that hasn't been extremely messed how up. many shots of beer are there in a pint of beer
2: Alright, number one. In a shot, there is one ounce. In a pint, there are 16 ounces, which means that 100 shots of beer would be the same as about six and a quarter pints.
1: Alright, do you want to do a century to finish this off? You know the century drinking game where
0: you take 100 shots of beer? Okay, let's do that. Yeah. Alright, cool. So that's to show you that we have in fact talked about the century... Multiple Twice? times, <laughs> that <was> two separate jobs. <laughs> yeah. That was a hundred episodes ago on Show, Show One Hundo. When did... you're like, so are we going to do a century? Which is the hundred shots of beer? Drinking. Oh my <laughs> god! Time is a flat circle. Did yeah.
1: Jade explain a thing then, or did she explain a thing? No, that,
0: this one comes from the most recent episode. Okay, yeah, oh, but in going man. back through our records recently, preparing for Shosho Two Hundo. I, I noticed that we're starting to play the hits. I w- <laughs> Really. We've <laughs> yeah. we've we've uh retrodden ground yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, we've been through all of the references. We're done.
1: Man, I, the, oh, it's hard to say anything without mm-hmm. wondering if that also is going to be repeated repeated. Yeah. Um but I will say I've had the suspicion before. Yeah. Like, have we talked about this?
0: Right. And maybe we just need a drop from now on when we've talked about it to go. Well, it's really hard to like catalog every discussion we ever have on this podcast. and then, true. And then go back and, and play it. We don't have a live in-house producer.
1: No, but by episode 500, we'll probably have an AI. Oh, you think so? And we can just go, hey, AI, play episode and tell us if there's any uh,
0: retrodden ground. I keep... So, whereas now when we struggle to get an answer over how tall Timothy Oliphant is by asking the Google machine and she just tells us his net worth or something. That's right. Uh, You're expecting a personalized bot to be able to call up moments from our SoundCloud feed, which has 35 followers. Yeah. and
1: I'm expecting by episode 500, something is going to be carrying me
0: out and walking for me. All right. Yeah. See, this, this audio is going to age really interestingly. <laughs> By episode so, 500, I for sure will have to come back to this. Yep. And it'll be really gratifying. And you'll have no
1: memory of saying it before. Just come back to the hundos. I'll try to make sure I say all the
0: very interesting stuff on those episodes. See if you remember saying this uh, 100 episodes ago. The thing with her sister is really good. We're and talking the kind about of the show maniac they did. Yeah, with oh, like yeah, the Emma Stone. Or whatever. I thought the sister was so compelling. I was like, I gotta see more of this actor. She's great. She's so great. Well, in in all three things that we've seen her in so far, the Americans and Ozark. Her big thing is Ozark. Yes, I gotta learn her name because mm-hmm. this is gonna be the thing. But that she ages was well.
1: huge in in the Americans. Like I said, that was one of the most recent. This girl is gonna be a star. People yep. is her. I yep. don't even know her real name.
0: Uh, well, I think we're going to, and that won't age well. Yeah, you're <laughs> the right. The fact that we don't know her name. Oh, but, God, you're but right. Like we 200, we're going to be like, it's so silly we couldn't remember her name. Yeah,
1: it's the equivalent of us talking about Emma Stone right
0: so now. So much so that we're going to be able to play this clip of audio then, mm-hmm. and it's oh. going to be so meta.
1: Sorry for being so stupid, future show show guys.
0: So do you know what actress we're talking about? <laughs> I was trying to think of her she's name again. She's now two-time Emmy-winning she's, actor, she's Julia won. Garner. Julia
1: Garner. Yep.
0: Yeah. And we knew back then. We knew right away. Oh, that person's special. She's she's a keeper.
1: Definitely around Emmy time. I think I would know. Yeah. Um. But she's still not quite household for me yet.
0: No, and that's interesting. Eh? I like, guess she just doesn't have like a celebrity to her yet. Although she's married to Mark Foster from Foster the People, right? Who you interviewed famously? Yeah, famously.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Wow, that's crazy. I love that. Yeah. That's a good pull.
3: I know.
0: I was like, this is literally <laughs> speaking to me. Episode we, 200. I, I found audio of us speaking to ourselves 100 episodes ago, oh, three years ago. I'm so happy. I'm just going to start peppering in like, hey, show show 397, sorry about what I did. <laughs> okay, there. can you imagine if I actually held on to clip <laughs> yeah. for 397, how much that would catch you off guard? It would freak me the F out. Yeah. To the point where... If I'm listening right now, future self,
1: Mm -hmm. where to begin? I hope you're doing well.
0: It also means that I committed to holding on to that audio for six years Mm -hmm. on top of the five years we've already done it.
1: Or we do a show show a day and we're (laughs) 396 happens. Still do
0: it for free. Yeah. Yeah. Halfway through this year. Here's another bad prediction you made. uh, Not a hundred episodes ago. You made it in this calendar year. Oh. Um and uh it uh, it's a it's a small one, but it doesn't age very well. Man, the critics love the
1: Queen's Gambit. Everyone is saying it's really, really good. Yeah. I've heard like four people I can't see myself being into it. She's a chess prodigy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You didn't think you were gonna like the Queen's Gambit, no. and it was your favorite show of the year. Oh that's and that's fair. Yeah, that's is. just me going
1: like how am I gonna like a show about chess? I just I, I think that speaks to how good the show is.
0: Yes. No, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. It's striking that something so uh, theoretically mundane could mm-hmm. be so sexy and cool and, and, and stunning.
1: Right. It's like when you uh, stumble onto a podcast with a guest that you're like, I'm not going to care about this. What yeah. would ever make me care about this guest? Right. And then you end up going like, oh my God, three hours later, what did I just listen to? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't really follow that what you just said.
1: No, you don't yeah. know what I mean? Like no. when, when you're tuning into I don't know say I remember it happened a lot with Nerdist Mm -hmm. and I would like go like "Ah, I don't really care about listening to an episode of Nerdist with like
0: Josh Gad oh I see what you mean and then I'm like oh wait that was the greatest interview ever. That has happened a lot of times with You Made It Weird. They tend yes. to be much better when I don't know who they are at all. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's happening right now with the most recent episode of WTF. Like I, Because he has a lot of really big guests, but I also listen to a lot of podcasts, mm-hmm. I tend to only listen beyond the monologue right. when it is someone like Matt Damon. But I was at a podcast today because I've been on vacation, and so I just started listening to this guy, A.O. Scott, who's like a New York Times film critic. Oh, He's like cool. not a celebrity, but I'm so enjoying their discussion about like what has become of film. What does film mean now? Right. Yeah. And, and that's something where, uh,
1: you know, it's not because it's not comedy. Uh, Mark can't really get on his
0: high horse quite as much. Uh, he gets on his high horse a little bit because Definitely. he's just, like, an artistic intellectual across the board, right? right? And he has good taste, and he's he comes by a lot of his opinions, honestly. He's a genuinely smart and cultured person. Right. But it also it feels difficult not to be, like, a little bit condescended to or almost insulted when he's, like, going off at something that you kind of like, and he thinks right. that he's above, like Spider-Man. right.
1: Weirdly, I was gonna be like, like for some reason he'd be like, I hate almost famous, but then I realized he was actually in Almost yeah, Famous. That so example. that's why the movie popped in my head. No,
0: I think he'd like Almost Famous. That is catered towards a Mark Maron. Yeah. 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 I agree. I got another one of us talking to ourselves in the future. Oh, nice. You think we can do another hundred episodes in two and a half years? I don't know. <laughs> what what do you think? You sure don't. Yeah. Wow.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. I was thinking like we I think last time I brought up doing another 100 episodes, you were kind of like, nah.
0: No, I'm not. I'm not closed off to doing another 100 episodes. No. No, What I asked was, can we do it in two and a half years? Oh, yeah. Definitely. We didn't rush through this. We did not hit every single week. No, but 100 episodes in two and a half years means we really only took off every fifth episode.
1: That is true. But you know what? The approach we've taken all along is let's just take it week by week. Yeah. You know, if we have something to talk about, then let's do it. I good about this
0: room. I'm feeling gonna, good about this room,
1: too. We've do, had some good conversations so far.
0: We're going to do 200 in this room.
1: I think so, too.
0: That you mean 200 more. more. 200 more? Yeah.
1: Oh, very. <laughs> and now we've got a clip for episode 300.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Now you need to keep that for 300, I know, too. I do. And this and was, this. this was in fact, the room that we did 100 in, so it's yeah. the longest-tenured show-show studio. Yeah, we moved around a lot early on. I had on. just moved into this house when we did show-show hundo, so we actually didn't do the second 100 in two and a half years. It took us almost three. Right. I was going to say, it definitely took
1: longer than two and a half yeah. years, and uh, you changed the room around once. Oh, it's so much nicer, better feng shui. It is nice for sure. Yeah, Mm kind of weird, right? It is weird, especially hearing that. I feel like my voice was higher then. Well, you're not used to
0: listening to your own voice.
1: That's well, yeah. I've I've kind of I guess I lately I don't listen to my own voice at
0: all. I guess you used to hear the station more often. You would hear your commercials. Am I still on any commercials? Oh sure. Well, what are the Ah, ones that you do? Oh yeah, the 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 driver school. Nice. Yeah, that's still on you're that. You're the voice of the
1: driver school Here forever. Here we go. Yeah. I
0: hope they call me back. Yeah, they might. <laughs> Are you still on a list like could you still get called to do uh voiceover spots?
1: Uh yeah, I think so. Actually, I I might have only given my work email at the time. I was thinking about that. I might just give my personal email to be like, "Hey, heads up, call me for stuff."
0: Yeah. Be do fun. you have to go into their facility to do it? You do. Yeah, you do. Yeah.
1: Um although they asked me to audition a couple times uh from home and that was a bit of a challenge you
0: know you could do it here
1: yeah that's true
0: yeah
1: oh yeah that would be a lot better Hmm. very cool let's do that
0: yeah I mean I put you in the little closet it gets like it's pristine it would happen max
1: yeah and I mean max like Three to four times a year.
0: Actually, I brought my uh, my portable uh, studio gear, the stuff that we used on the back deck a couple of times oh, yeah. this season. I brought it out to the cottage because we were there for our vacation for a couple of days. Okay. And I did some like voice recordings on a rock by the bay. And it's as clear as this is. Whoa. Yeah. What were you recording? I wrote this like beat poem about a big rock on my family's cottage property. Huh. And I, I recorded myself reciting it while sitting on the rock. I'll send you a link. Oh, yeah. deep thoughts with Colin Sweets. Yeah. It's it, very pretentious, but I wanted to see it through. Deep Sweets. Deep Sweets. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've got more. I got more yeah, stuff I can play for. Let's him. go through it. All right.
1: You know that Kristen Chenoweth has to be a superstar. Yeah. Because like <laughs> when's like the last, last time week. you've heard Kristen Chenoweth's name? Seeing her in a musical makes me go like, oh, she's always clearly been like a very musical person. Have you not heard her sing?
0: No, I don't think so. What What does she sing in? Well, I think Wicked is her thing. Oh, Wicked was her thing. I'm pretty sure okay. that that was her thing. It's becoming so routine that we need Jade to help us with That's true. the theater oh, stuff. Oh, Jade, help is, us with this This is really, thing. really her uh, department.
2: Number two, Kristen Chenoweth's theatrical resume. Yes, you're right. The thing that she's most well-known for would be Wicked. She played Glinda in the original Broadway cast, but when she starred in Wicked in 2003, she had actually already won a Tony for Best Actress for a musical called Your Good Man, Charlie Brown, in which she played the role of Sally Brown. After she won her Tony in the early 2000s, she had... Had her own sitcom on NBC called Kristen. It only lasted six episodes, but I have seen all of those episodes. She was also in two pretty well-known TV movie musical adaptations, 1999's Annie, where she played Lily St. Regis, and 2003's The Music Man opposite Matthew Broderick. She was on the West Wing, and gossip alert, she did at Aaron Sorkin, but she was also on a TV show called Pushing Daisies, which was pretty critically acclaimed, although not super popular, and she won an Emmy for that for Best Actress. She also had um, a recurring role on Glee, and she was in in Disney's very popular movie *Maleficent*,
0: Kristen Chenoweth is like a legend, like in terms of like the Broadway musicals. I'm oh, pretty okay. confident in saying that. Yeah, I trust yeah. you on that, and it was true. Jade really came through. She was really psyched and very well prepared to be able to talk about Kristen Chanabeth for 70 seconds. Question. Sure. Do you ask Jade to explain a thing? Or? Absolutely not. Nice. She, she listens the, the so carefully that oh, she picks so up exactly good. what she is perfect for. I mean, sometimes we ask her live on the air. We'll Which like say right in the body of the podcast, hey, can you help us out with this? Maybe more often than not. Yeah, it's very often. You're right. But no, pretty like the century, for example, mm-hmm. she knew that she could help out with that one but just right. by doing a calculation, which, by the way, we were also capable. <laughs> we of. were just way too lazy to do. Yeah, I wasn't that interested. Well, but yeah, I, I guess right. we'll never know. Now I know it's a little more than than uh, six pints or something. Someone said,
1: and maybe this translates to also an easy, an easy thing, but didn't I text you saying that it was like eight and a half beer? I don't know if you I did. I think maybe cans. It was brought up in like an interview, I think. Well, Jay just told us it's six point six something pints. pints. Yes. So I think that would equate to like eight and a half cans. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah that's probably true. That's probably a little less than a than a pint. Which is a shit ton to drink in an hour. Yeah.
1: It's an insane amount. An
0: hour, 40 minutes. Like, yeah. no wonder people And are constantly. Drunk. You're not having any time to drink water or, like, walk around or get fresh air. Right. Like, it's just a steady stream of the same amount of poison. Uh, exactly. All being treated like this athletic feat. Mm-hmm. And so there's going to be adrenaline to it, which is probably going to get you more effed up.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you have to uh, play the song Ahead by a Century the whole time.
0: <laughs> you are Ahead by a <laughs> Yeah. That sounds right. All right, what else we got? We got some more. Well, I just wanted to say that the the Christian Chenoweth uh, breakdown was very thorough. I definitely. I, I knew about the Aaron Sorkin thing, uh, and in fact, the the love uh, entanglement of Matthew Perry and Sarah Paulson's characters in Studio 60 is based on his relationship with Christian Chenoweth as like a very devout Christian woman when he's like a not into that. Oh, interesting. Um, she pointed out that uh, Christian Chenoweth has a couple Tonys. And an Emmy. It surprised me that she had an Emmy.
1: For pushing daisies.
0: Yeah, she didn't say anything about a Grammy. And it's very possible she doesn't have one, but she has all of the tools to get one, which mm. would make her a three-fourths egot. Obviously, Oscar is the most challenging one for most artists.
1: Totally. But I mean put her in uh put her in like the next like
0: Damien Chazelle musical. Mm-hmm.
1: Baby, we got a stew on.
0: That's true. She could pull like a Laura Dern supporting role. Yeah, man. And really nail it. Yeah. Her cartoonish voice.
1: Yeah. Honestly, it'd be good for the movie too. Yeah. Not like, obviously from a talent perspective, but also from like a media hype EGOT perspective after
0: the fact. People get excited about the EGOT. People love the EGOT. I definitely do. Yeah. Okay. I have a game and this is a game that we played a hundred episodes ago. Nice. It's called... Do you still no-no that show show? Okay. All I'm going to do is say the name of a show that we have watched in the last 100 episodes of the podcast. Uh You got to tell me what that show was. Can I tell you, can I almost guarantee whether a yes, yes or a no-no, it's going to be a no-no? In many cases, it'll be a no-no. At least for a few of them, I've written them on this list and I still don't really no-no who they are. Okay. So you can tell me like an actor who was in it or like roughly what the premise was. Just prove on some level that it rings a bell. Okay. Uh, we'll start out easy. made for love made for love oof that's easy. That's the easiest one on the list. I think because it's the most recent. I uh, think you watched it too. I think you watched all of them. what really? yeah, you seemed into it i'm I'm very sure you gave it your s. <laughs> I cannot recall. hilarious. What is it? It's uh, Kristen Milioti, and she like lives in the compound. Oh with the... yes, that's yeah. a weird name for that show. Well, was it? It was about like fake cyborg sex, wasn't it? Made for love. Um, no, it was about someone
1: who uh, was basically had a chip planted in their head, right? To like, he basically wanted like immediate feedback mm. on like what she was feeling and was trying to basically make her a robot. Okay. But
0: anyways. Do you remember Truth Seekers?
1: Yes. Yeah? Truth Seekers is the uh, the one with, uh, what's it,
0: Nick? Nick Frost. Nick Frost. Yeah, you yeah. got it. I didn't remember by the title. No. No. Uh, do you remember Utopia? Yeah, you, Utopia. You watched we watched Utopia. Utopia we watched all of. Yeah. I was
1: actually going to reference Utopia in the made for love discussion because it's like, I remember ones like utopia,
0: which are really weird. It's names. about the, like the ensemble of young people who have like a cursed graphic novel or something.
1: Yeah. There's a, a graphic novel that's like super, super hyped. Yeah. And, um, people follow it as like Bible, like there's stuff that's kind of happening in it. And there ends up being like a virus that actually happens. And then oh, they realize that there's show, a real yeah. life, like I forget what it is. Like, something rabbit
0: was rain wilson in that he
1: was john cusack was oh but not in the pilot uh no i think he was in the pilot okay maybe
0: briefly yeah i think rain wilson was briefly in it as well i think he was yeah i think that rings a bell from from promotion although i didn't watch beyond the pilot uh do you remember the third day Yes, that's the Jude Law one Totally left my mind oh, ever since really? ever since we watched it but as soon as I saw the poster I, I remembered everything yeah. I remembered him going to the little village and like totally the
1: long form like like 18 hour uh, play thing that they did yes that like was the ravine so fascinating yeah. I, I kind of
0: still want to watch it um, it was just like him on a live feed Jude Law was in character for like 12 hours or something on yeah, Twitter the whole cast digging was. a hole or something. Yeah, like a lot
1: of it was like digging a hole, and then they were like bringing this weird thing. Like it was such a weird TV moment. But I, I'm so, I'm still so fascinated by. it. I was
0: thinking about it the other day. Mm. I couldn't remember the name of the show. This one I still don't really remember. Okay, even after having prepared this game, zero zero zero. Oh, zero zero zero. I loved. I also finished that the whole way through. Was
1: it a non-English show? No, it was a. Uh, there was a lot of subtitles in the okay. first episode. The. The show centered around a family who was American, but they were like mafioso. They were living in Mexico. They were like no, they they weren't really. So the father kind of was, but he was. What they did was they ran a shipping company. Oh, okay. So they were they kind of got involved in all these deals, and the daughter um, was like kind of next in line, kind Mm -hmm. of like the business person. And the son... I remember a big shootout at a swanky hotel.
0: Yes, that's like how it starts. And yeah. the father
1: dies like immediately. Yeah.
0: That show was so good, but so dark. Oh, God. The guy from The Usual Suspects was the dad or the guy who dies. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and Keaton. Did that get nominated for anything in the Emmys?
0: No, man. I have not thought about this show since we wrapped that podcast. Oh,
1: God. That seems like a Travis.
0: Like, really I didn't know you connected with
1: it so much. I kind of thought that this was yeah. a total wild card. No, no. It was like really dark. Actually, that would be a fun game for me to play is which shows out of the shows that we did did I watch the whole way through? Because I feel like I'm pretty high on that number. You definitely do better than I do. Yeah, we we really follow through on some shows. Yeah. A lot of times it's just due to like... It being in the evenings and like after we've like I don't know like gone for a run or done something else like between 8 and
0: 11 o'clock we're yeah. gonna be watching something yeah I guess so we're movie people more traditionally I guess yeah you guys watch more movies than us I think uh, okay you remember this show but the title is a weird title I know this much is true yeah
1: um actually this one's tougher I know this much is true um. Oh, it's right. on I the, do
0: not believe we gave it R S, but right. it's gotten critical acclaim.
1: Right on the tip of my tongue. Um, that was the one with. I know this much is true. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo oh, played the twins. Oh my God! Yeah, brutal. That, that was so brutal. Yeah, like couldn't even watch the next episode. No. Brutal. No. Zero 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 had the benefit of it at least being like kind of an actiony. It was fun. Dark? No. Yeah. Well it got so dark man but but also like still like shootouts and like gang stuff
0: i have no memory well i remember it now but like again another one that was gone from my brain was Mm -hmm. the english game oh that one was so bad yeah the
1: the soccer one it wanted it wanted to be soccer Downton abbey people probably love it yeah um but yeah no that i would never watch another episode tales from the loop tales from the loop i remember yeah that was uh the kind of Amazon Prime show with the dude from Parks and Rec, um, the guy from Parks and Rec who was in the first like two episodes, or what the first two Person seasons, Rec? Mark. Oh, Brandanowitz. Brandanowitz. he yeah. was in Tales from the Loop. He was. I don't know if he was in the. I remember seeing him in the trailer. No, Is this I think the he was show in the first with the episode.
0: upside down house. Mm, uh, there was like a girl and like a mother who maybe had a daughter, but then there was an upside down house. Yes.
1: Yeah, that was the show. Okay.
0: And there was like kind of
1: like robots walking around and stuff too. Right. And yeah, it was weird.
0: God, didn't That one didn't get a lot did, of buzz. Did not feel special. Years and years it was an experience. It was a weird show. Years and years. I actually, I
1: remember I was homesick one day and I watched the entire series mm. in one day.
0: That sounds miserable. I remember it being really troubling.
1: It was, it was more entertaining entertaining than troubling for me it was was, impression
0: though right it was about the apocalypse and it was about evil politicians let me tell you it was a heady day yeah (laughs) i
1: was i was homesick and i was the overall vibe was it was more entertaining than troubling
0: emma thompson was like the evil trump like figure yeah there's a lot of good actors in that one I'm, i'm pleased with how i'm doing in this Tests so far. i'm thrilled i'm you're doing amazing because i i don't remember most of them and i've gone over them already i'm pretty confident there won't be any memory of a discovery of witches
1: no i don't, don't remember it at all remember I, that i, one. I
0: it, it sounds like a made-up title of a thing i don't a remember discovery of witches. A thing about it was that a video game
1: based show that's witcher that's witcher okay yeah um a discovery of witches no i don't remember that at all
0: no it was an Amazon fantasy show. Nobody of note in it, I don't think. Oh, you know what? I'm getting
1: kind of like quick glimpses because I remember it was a show that, or it was a uh, book that Jen liked. It oh, was okay. like a YA novel adapted into. Sounds it. like yes. a YA title. Yeah, that's why yeah. I'm so familiar.
0: I am the night. <laughs> oh, uh, I am the night was actually kind of rad. But, really, but it's gone nowhere. I am the night. No, I don't know this one. It was Chris Pine, and it was like a deep south detective show. Oh, yeah, it was a good pilot. I remember. I remember there was something at a bus station, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was
0: kind of spooky, but like I'm kind of surprised that it didn't do anything. It was almost a little mind hunter, yes, if I remember mind y true detective e, yeah, 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 no,
1: don't I, yeah, he was like he was a guy who would like. You know, he was kind of living on the, he was a, he was like a drunk detective or a drunk like journalist that mm-hmm. would like kind of like freak out on people and he might've owed people money and was like, yeah, that's yeah.
3: right.
0: He was, he was a a, a wild card. I remember Blue seeing skin. him like
1: sitting at a bar and
0: disagreeing with someone. Anytime Chris Pine comes up, which is actually not that often, my first thought is always now that Quentin Tarantino firmly believes Chris Pine is the great unmind movie star of his generation. Huh? I don't hate that. No, I think it's an interesting take. I, I don't necessarily see it, but I like Chris Pine, and I'd like to see more from him. But like, it's interesting that Quentin Tar- Tarantino is like, that is the great movie star we're sleeping on, and he hasn't and put him in, him in a movie. He could have played Rick Dalton. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Maybe a little young to play Rick Dalton, I guess. But I was weirdly thinking today about how uh,
1: Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, people kind of act like that was Brad Pitt's first Tarantino movie, but it was very much not. No, very much not. Because *Inglorious Bastard. And True Romance.
0: Yeah, True Yeah, *True Romance very briefly. I uh, just watched half of Thelma and Louise for the first time, which I had never seen. Neither have I. I was at the cottage. We don't have Wi-Fi. And so mm. I went to the library and I got a bunch of DVDs. Okay. And I got halfway through Thelma and Louise when the DVD stopped working, oh, which is why we don't man. do DVDs anymore. And so now I just don't know what happens. Uh, but Brad Pitt, very young Brad Pitt is in it. Very young, right. sexy Brad Pitt. I rem- I remember people talking about that. That was like his first thing ever. Yeah, I think so. The only other one I have on my list here, uh, I think you'll remember Camping. Hmm. That one was really bad with yeah. uh, uh, Jennifer Garner. Maybe it was Jennifer Garner. I don't yeah. actually remember who
1: was in it. Garner, the name Garner has screwed me up from earlier. Julia but it, Garner. It's definitely yeah. Jennifer
0: Garner and Juliet Lewis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, my lasting memory of Camping is that it was a, a Lena Dunham joint. It, yeah, maybe it was. Yeah. That was kind of... What's Lena Dunham saying? She was a part of a conversation this week uh, uh, surrounding nepotism in some capacity. I don't know exactly who was defending their right to be within the industry. It was like either Spielberg's daughter or... Sean Penn's son or something like a bunch oh, of like very oh, famous yeah, yeah, yeah. people's children who are working in the biz. There was a whole conversation and Lena Dunham who didn't need to be a part of the conversation, right. invited herself into the conversation and everyone was like, please shut up. You are absolutely a product of nepotism. Right. Go away. Is she though? Yes. Both of her parents are like prominent New York artists. Gotcha. She's like a society child.
3: Gotcha.
1: Yeah. That's a great way of putting it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Sean Penn uh, is doing a movie.
1: That's out at Con, I think, with his daughter Dylan Petty, uh, Dylan, Dylan Pen. Penn. Why did I want to say his Penn?
0: son is named like Hopper Pen or like Hand Handle Pen or some dumb weird word? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, it does. Hopper Handle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the game. You, as it turns out, no, know, know your show shows. I know, know some show shows. Yeah, you do. Yes, yes, I saw those. Um,
1: and you know what? Out of all the ones that I watched the full way through. Honestly, I think maybe Made for Love was kind of like the... The low point? The one that just didn't quite stick with me that much. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of shows that don't stick with us. Uh-huh. We watch a lot of pilots. But, like, we like
0: I watched the whole series. You did watch all of Made for Love? Yeah, I watched all of Made for Love. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, I would never watch a show that wasn't sticking with me. That's not true. I do it sometimes. Yeah, you don't know at the time that it's not sticking with you, I guess. Maybe Uh, it was kind of the ending, too. Maybe that's true.
1: Like, 000's ending was like, this is going to stick with
0: me. Then how come we've
1: never talked about 000 again? You've never brought it up. No, I think I have. I think I was just like, by the way, man, I'm like episode five into zero, zero, zero. Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) In the week following
0: that podcast, I guess. And then maybe we skip two weeks and I just never got back. But like, you know how like dark comes up every now and then? Like I'm not afforded the chance to forget that dark exists. Mm -hmm. Not that I need to, but like I totally forgot there was a zero, zero, zero.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I could see that because people weren't talking about it that much. Actually, I think the watch talked about it a little bit. It gave it some cred.
0: Yeah. Okay. We got more Jade. Here we
1: go. Number
2: three on my list. I have Slaney talking about what it's called when you gain credits towards becoming a member of the Academy. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, And I think you were just looking for the term for what that's called, and I I could not figure out what you were talking about, my friend. Um, uh, uh, Like, you said that it was being tardied or something. I've only ever heard it referred to as like gaining union credits. I've never heard of there actually being a term for it. I actually googled it because I was like, this seems like something that I should know. This is like the whole point of Jade Explains a Thing. And the closest thing I could find is that in the American Actors Union the act that governs non-union performers being in union productions is called the Taft-Hartley Act. I thought the Taft- Taft-Hartley kind Hartley. of sounds like tardy, but yeah, I'm a member of the exactly Canadian unions and I had no idea what term you were referring to.
1: So she nailed it. She nailed it. Taft Hartley is exactly that's, what I meant. That's fantastic. She got it. But people call it people refer to it in a past tense too. Like they would be say it like as though it were a verb. Like he got taft Taft would Okay. So to hear someone on this podcast say like, Yeah, I remember this guy bragging about how he got Taft would by being on an episode nine two one oh. That's
0: terrific that she got threw to it exactly because she was it. so sure that like look this is just a Hail Mary but I, I have no idea what you're talking about it was about.
1: a Hail Mary when I even brought it up yeah. I don't know
0: why I bothered bringing it up <laughs> I don't know either so Jade you know holy what? shit you're just a good conversationalist that's why you're like hey I learned this thing maybe you'll find it interesting too yeah yeah. and I thought maybe you would know and we'd
1: pick up and have like a big conversation about it but to be fair I think that was just a, something I started saying and didn't know where I was gonna end <laughs> so I followed the sentence through that's the real heart of the podcast it's truly starting is. starting Starting something and hoping you land it. <laughs> the The bulk of
0: things that you'll find me saying on this podcast is a result of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I think we've actually managed to do a decent podcast. If that's if that's what we set out to do, then we're we're doing okay. Yeah. Actually, you know what I found when I re-listened to episode Show Show Hundo in preparation for this? What? Uh, and part of it is just self consciousness, but I've been having this thing for the last year or so where I feel like my brain is melting. Oh. And I, and I can't finish sentences or I stutter more than I used to, or right. I'm just not as ar- articulate as I used to be. And I think it's just me being neurotic and in my head about it. But I listened to something which I have no memory of. It's very surreal to listen to yourself having a conversation that you actually don't really remember at all, yeah. like listening to original content featuring you. Um, and I found myself to be so articulate. Oh, in, yeah. In that episode. Well, thank you. But I I, I still maintain that it's gotten a lot worse. And that was kind of traumatic for me to listen to it. And like, oh, I, I never would have been able to, like, form that thought vocally on the fly the way I did just then.
1: I, if I can string together, like, two or three sentences on a show, I'm feeling good
0: about it. <laughs> That's a really low bar for yourself. You do great. Uh, eh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Uh, some notable things that we've uh, experienced in the last hundred episodes on the podcast. Some interesting, like creative choices we've made. How the podcast has evolved in the last hundo. Uh, Show, show, movies, movies has kind of taken like a like a secondary run. Yeah, movies we've watched for the podcast in lieu of watching shows. uh, When Harry Met Sally, Uh Pulp Fiction, Uh Goodfellas, Notting Hill, Dead Poets Society, and Snowpiercer. Yeah. I can't believe we watched Snowpiercer for it. Yeah, I like that movie. We watched the movie and the pilot of the show with the V Diggs. All of those really stuck with me. Well, I mean, they're mostly good movies. Yeah. We had strong feelings about even the ones we didn't like, like DPS. That's true, and I mean,
1: oh yeah, Dead Poets Society, um, and uh, even like Notting Hill. I'm
0: like going back to a time that yeah. I I watched that.
1: Well, and and, and when Harry Met Sally.
0: In discussing what movies we ought to. Discuss on the podcast going forward. Mm. That was how we ended up deciding that we should uh, delve into my dinner with Andre. Because at first we we're like, well, maybe we should watch Twelve Angry Men because. Right we should have seen that by now and then we were like well the other discussion movie is my dinner with andre and rather than watching it for the podcast we read it for the podcast yeah which is still one of the coolest artistic things i've ever been a part of that was fun yeah it was fun it was way more challenging than either of us thought. well no i mean if i had known that we were giving you the way harder part we could have revisited the the planning of it
1: that's a time in my life where i say have I been challenging my brain as much as I should be? Because this is like the ultimate uh, like brain
0: aerobics. Well, and you know, I, I, I got myself a copy of the movie cause I mm. thought it would be interesting to like read the script and then watch it. And then I realized I had no interest in watching it right. and it would probably be so much better <laughs> than, than us. But I'm like, no, no, I get it. I, I get what the text was supposed totally. to say. We're not actors. And so I guess we are robbing ourselves of something, but like, no, the experience for me was having the conversation myself. It's fine. Something else that I think that I was thinking of while we were talking about that. Have
1: you you seen Glengarry Glen Ross, right? No, I haven't. Oh, you, no. you would like that. Yeah, I probably would. You would like that movie, I think. Okay. It's very, it's kind of similar, mm-hmm. but it's like all in one day. I, I feel like that's the next, maybe the next show, show movie That's Clueless.
0: You haven't seen Clueless. Oh, yeah. Which is a major gap for you. I
1: wouldn't say that I feel the way about Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, that, like, I don't think I would ever, like, seek it out on Netflix or anything. No. It's that kind of movie. But, like, you, you got to watch it once, kind of thing.
0: That's the Coffee is for Closers movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is it a play first? Yes. Yeah. It's a mammoth play.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: But famously, I don't think there's, I think it's like an all female. Or an all male play. Alec Baldwin.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: He's not even the star. No, he's. Very but he's m- that line. Yes. Yeah. He's very much. He comes in like a friggin'
3: Stud. bull in a china yeah. shop. Yeah.
1: And then like bails back out, and it's like Jack Lemmon and uh, frig, who else is in it? Maybe Al Pacino. I I forget.
0: I just listened to an interesting podcast. I told you I'm listening to this documentary about uh, Ebert and uh, Siskel and Ebert. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, they actually discussed specifically My Dinner with Andre because ah. that movie owes a debt of gratitude to Siskel and Ebert where it was just going to be like a nothing movie that nobody saw. They reviewed it and gave it such high marks that everyone was like, maybe we got to go see this movie. And it, like, it gave the film a whole other theatrical life. Whoa, that's yeah. cool. And it, the whole podcast is kind of about how they existed in this very unusual period of this window in the 90s where they actually could really influence the box office with their little Sunday night chat show. Yeah. Cool. That must have been like the first thing they did. Well, they were around in like the seventies. And then But wasn't my dinner with Andre like seventy-eight? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. And then uh Gene Siskel died pretty young and they brought right. in Richard Roper. Do you remember him? Ebert, it was Ebert and Roper for the longest yeah. time, yeah. That's what I can remember my parents watching.
1: They used to, yeah, they used to have a show on like CBS. I think it was like Sunday morning, kind of thing. yeah, at the movies
0: at with the movies. Ebert and Roper, right? Yeah, that's what they're they're kind of profiling here on this this podcast on the big picture. It's really interesting. Cool. Uh, other things we swore off Ryan Murphy. No more Ryan Murphy shows to be covered on the show show podcast. Fair enough. We had enough. Yeah, we actually need to remember this rule. Yeah, I think so too. Because there could be like another really big Ryan Murphy show. Yeah, and it might be tough to resist. It might be tough to resist. <clears throat> I mean, we can watch Ryan Murphy stuff in our own personal lives. Yeah. Uh. Oh, Kaplan Corner was kind of a recent uh innovation we kind of forgot about Kaplan corner i still check every week do you there's rarely something to say actually this week there is oh she gave an interview uh and she talked actually not that glowingly about her experience on freaks and geeks and it's easy to forget that she was in freaks and geeks but uh i think she auditioned for Lindsay and didn't get it and they kind of used her as like girl number two right and she found it to be like a stressful and confusing scary set because there were so many people and there was so much inexperience on the set as the design of the show that it felt quite chaotic for her.
1: I, I don't think she speaks highly of a lot of things that she's been involved in. I kind of... Interesting. Yeah, I know. That's like a, a rough thing to say yeah. about someone. But I feel like she's like kind of a a picky person. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe that's why she's not as... She's still kind of like B-list famous. Lizzie maybe she's Kaplan. super selective. Maybe. Maybe that's a nicer way to say what I just said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh no, we're robbing our chances of getting a Lizzie Kaplan
1: <laughs> scoop. Oh no, we do need we do need an actual Kaplan corner where she'll start coming on the
0: show every week. Well, and when she they're rebooting Party Down, right? So maybe yeah, that's gonna be big time we'll Kaplan corner. regular Kaplan corners. Nice. And then I think Jade explains a thing uh, which we've discussed a lot already this evening. I think it existed pre-show show hundo, but it's really coming to its own in the second hundo. Oh, I'd say so. I'm surp- I'd be surprised if it did
1: exist. I I think it I think it probably did.
0: Well, uh, yeah. it's gotten so effective for our programming that we recently suggested that it could be a spin-off. You you called it uh, Young Jade. Oh, and she right. and she responded to that suggestion.
2: Um number four, Young Jade. Yes, I do accept the role. Tonally I would prefer for it to be a little bit more like the Queen's Gambit than Saved by the Bell, but either way I think it's a great idea.
0: She's a serious thespian.
1: That's fun, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I was kind of underselling her by, by doing that. But I, I think it's just to say that she has the chops to do super fun or dead serious, as she is on Cap
0: on Kaplan Corner. <laughs>
1: Jade Explains the Thing.
0: That's That's entirely true. She's got the full range, that Jade. Yeah. Thank you so much for your contributions, Jade, as always. Jade, we really appreciate you. I look forward to it every week. Okay. Uh, we have like lots more show to do and it's a million degrees in here. So let's let's go through what we would normally do for a podcast. Sure. Uh, what have you been watching? Any Olympics? Is that uh, at all moving to you? No, I was thinking about, I'm so
1: excited about the Olympics. Like yeah. the results, I'm so, like following it on Instagram. I have no idea when anything is on because the times are crazy because it's Tokyo.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, I hadn't thought about how the time change would be a complication.
1: The most excited I've been was that the Canadian women's soccer team got into the final, and they were supposed to be playing at like 11 o'clock tonight. But because of the 40-degree heat, it got moved to tomorrow oh, oh no. at 9 a.m., which is great.
0: Oh, okay, so you can watch that. I would way that. rather yeah. it. Yeah, I'll just have it on mute in my office, and cool. there we go. Okay, so you are still like trying to engage with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and like, you know, seeing Ande- Andre de Grasse win the 200 meters, like I, I, that tweet came through and I was like, oh, I want to find a, a video of it. And then I couldn't find any
0: videos that I could actually watch. Good. So sure well, I, I haven't can. watched any Olympics as I, I never do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. There's a couple paddlers from right there Yeah. that are in Tokyo right now. Like Connor Fitzpatrick uh, paddles at Sinobi. What about the other fella who is like our, our paddler guy? uh mark de mark DeYoung. is he still around no i don't think he's paddling this time around yeah. i think his last one was the previous olympics yeah. but he is a, a true champ love right. that guy did you watch
0: this last season of atypical i did yeah yeah it wasn't bad oh okay we were about halfway through and i i have really shifted on
1: atypical you're not liking it. you know what actually <laughs> i don't mean to like make a u-turn after, after saying that it wasn't bad, but it, it didn't need four seasons.
0: I just like, I, I, I like the tone of the show and yeah. sometimes the writing is funny, yeah. but I just realized I don't like any of the people in it. Like, like I guess I like Michael Rappaport's character, although he's kind of a sad sack and everyone else is very selfish and horrible. I don't yeah. like the roommate. He's so irritating. The yeah. girlfriend is mean. Uh, The sister- Oh, I think the girlfriend just gets walked
1: on by Sam in every episode well, and I kind of felt bad for Sam him
0: Sam has developed exactly zero and I don't I don't know this from experience but I just feel like if if uh, autism was like close to me personally I would find this character offensive right yeah and I will never be sorry to not see Jennifer Jason Lee do that character again, oh my god man like I don't mean to
1: speak ill of someone who's just like trying to be an artist and like go and make act choices and stuff, yeah. make choices but i feel like she was de-
0: making the same choice over and this over is an again. academy award nominated person i yeah. i don't understand at all how how these choices can be smart choices she's a ridiculous performance i think it's also because she's like an overprotective mother
1: that it just like amplifies yeah everything but you said it best she self-nuzzles yes She's such a self-nuzzler. Yeah. I forgot about that, and now I'm remembering. Yeah, her just like putting her chin into her shoulder and just kind of like
0: making a circle. Right. Anything else you're watching?
1: Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, Ted Lasso,
0: season two. Have you okay. guys been watching? That? I'm holding because I want to watch them it's a good call, all fast. Because it's
1: actually like painful to have to wait another week. Yeah. But I'm I'm loving it. Yeah, good. Yeah, um, I've only heard good things.
0: Other than that, uh, we started watching White Lotus. Right, do you wanna talk about that now? We can talk about White Lotus. Okay, sure. do we have to do we have to recap it or we didn't like plan to make this like our main show of focus, but we we both watched. No, I feel like two uh uh
1: two hundo should go without a recap. Okay. But we
0: are now watching this. Except to say that it takes place at this fairly uh, swanky resort in Hawaii and we kind of follow the stories of several guests slash employees that's right and we also know from the opening scene which is like a flash forward that somebody is dead yes so uh the guy who plays plop from the office he's yeah. back in the airport after his uh honeymoon he's by himself and he looks out at the plane he's very crabby and he looks out at the plane and the Tsa are like hauling a big crate that has a human remains sticker on it and so i guess the premise of the show is like you have to watch and wonder who dies yes um and steve zahn and connie Britton are a married couple and jennifer coolidge is in this thing and she's a nutcase yep um and uh somebody else is in it i guess the i I feel like the the manager is i don't know if he's famous but he's awesome yeah, he's like uh, John Cleese, Tom Selleck. Yeah, with yeah, like a, exactly. With like a, a Kiwi accent. Yeah. He's a very interesting
1: presence. He's a very interesting presence, and I feel like he's maybe been like kind of famous wherever he's from. Maybe. For like a while. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's a talented guy, I think.
0: Honestly, one of my takeaways is like, I know that the people, the guests are supposed to seem like different versions of lunatics, but I kind of think the... The White Lotus, the hotel, is also kind of bullshit. Like, the whole thing with with Plop being mad that they got the wrong hotel room, there's a part of me that's like, okay. They they, did.
3: Yeah, they did get the wrong
0: hotel room. Like, you're kind of being a dick about it, but also, like, you have the right to want your private pool if that's what you paid for. Right. Yeah, I
1: think it's just, yeah, I think they're really trying to hammer home the fact that the the room that they're in is still incredible. Yeah, it is, by the way. Yeah. But you're right, and they. I think that's just going to continue to be explored because he's, like, obsessive about it.
0: It does kind of make me... Similarly to uh, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which is really just, like, a lovely fantasy, like, comfort movie. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall, you're like, I wish I could go to that resort in in Hawaii. It looks incredible. Yeah. This is kind of similar, even though it's a murder mystery and none of the people are nice. I'm like, gee, I wish I was there. It's so yeah. beautiful.
1: It almost kind of reminds me of, like... A, like a, maybe a succession where there's just a bunch of random personalities that you're like checking in with and they're all kind of crazy in their own way. Right. And you're wondering like who's going to freak out or be the reason for complete destruction.
0: Well, the difference is that in succession, you understand that they're all evil and messed up for the same reason. They've all got some motive. Right, but they're all part of this family. And yeah. So, like, none of them stood a chance at being normal. Right. Whereas this show is more like lost in that it's a microcosm of people from yes. all kinds of different walks of life. Yeah. And they've found themselves in the same place to butt heads with one another. Right. Other. But they all end up being kind
1: of just as crazy.
0: Yeah. I was, what, so the lady being massaged, what's her name again? Jennifer Coolidge? Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jennifer Coolidge walked so that Catherine Hahn can run. This is the, a very famous, right. like, Christopher Guest type regular yeah. who, uh, has had I mean she's also very famously hilarious in, in Legally, Legally Blonde. Blonde. That's one of her more well known um and she is kinda one note while also being like uniquely and spectacularly hilarious. She is such a friggin' interesting choice for yeah. the show. Like she you're constantly like,
1: this woman is such a nightmare, but I feel bad for her. But actually she's incredibly uh, grating, but no, she's not.
0: You feel, you feel bad doing? for her. She's yeah. so lonely. Yeah. And she says that to the massage therapist that she can't keep a boyfriend. Belinda. Because, she, Belinda. because she gets too attached and they don't like that. But then she immediately gets too attached to Belinda. Right. You've seen a little more than I have. There are four episodes out so far. And I just watched the pilot just kind of on a whim just a few minutes ago. And I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. I'm almost wondering if
1: it's more than four episodes. Because I feel like people have been talking about it for a while. I don't know. Like, maybe longer than four weeks. Yeah. I mean, Crave was just offering me four episodes. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm like,
0: maybe it's done. Maybe it's just a 4 part. Oh, you mean you think it's wrapped? Yeah. I'm not positive, but... Oh, interesting. Yeah. I hadn't heard about it at all, and then The Ringer started talking about it. That's as they, right. I, I feel like they're in bed with HBO, because the they only shows are. they ever get excited about are your Mare of East Towns and your Successions. I was
1: thinking about that. And, and uh, the Bill Simmons uh, or the Woodstock 99 documentary just dropped on like and he's mentioned before because he had a show on hbo and he's kind of like he released the andre the giant thing on hbo but i feel like for everything that you could say about that there's a lot of hbo
0: content that they haven't necessarily hyped I guess but like the big prestige show whichever it is that they seem to be peddling in a given time they're always talking about it and that's fine that's Mm -hmm. that's the right thing to do and I guess like Chris Ryan will also talk about Falcon Winter Soldier he'll talk about Queen's Gambit yeah uh, because you have to they're part of the essential television conversation as they're happening but it just seems like they might contribute to Mayor of being as big as it is yeah because that show while well performed yep is ultimately just a flash-in-the-pan show. That's not going to be your next Big Little Lies. Did you see that Kate Winslet said that the highest honor she could have ever received is murder dirter? Yeah, on SNL. Yeah. Did I talk about that last week? I think I meant to, but I f- forgot about it. Maybe you did. You, I, you also definitely specifically I mentioned on. murder dirter as a funny thing. Have you been able to find murder dirter? Did I not see it the first time? No, I guess I missed it. You yeah. didn't. Yeah. yeah. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, uh, that, yeah. That's maybe the funniest skit of the year. Do you give the White Lotus your S? Uh, yes. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what about the, the teenagers? Connie Britton's daughter and her friend who they brought along. They're the most interesting part of the show for me, I think. I think so, too. And yeah. and, and, and that's why the, the second episode, the first scene, is just those two doing like a two-hander. There is something that i don't think becky would mind me saying there's something triggering about the way they talk to other people yes like it's it's just it, it, and it's very real it, well she she's the gal from euphoria and she was in the other show that was about the 90s that we kind of liked the yeah pilot everything sucks everything sucks she's yeah, kind of i also watched Olive. of yeah me too in a weekend and then it got canceled <laughs> uh she's kind of become like the bitchy teenager in stuff lately yes a lot of stuff and she's that in this but i think she's going to maybe be famous
1: yeah maybe she's good yeah um uh but what i was gonna say was yeah that the two-parter it's just starts with the two of them like uh on a bed and i couldn't help but even super read into the books that they were reading because it very clearly
0: just like shows they're no, reading books like... when they were chatting up uh the other gal too yes but yeah. i don't know if you could see the covers in that you could i was also looking oh, you, but could. I, you couldn't make it up but they looked like classics it almost mm-hmm. looked like she's reading like Picture of Dorian Gray or something. So one of them is reading Nietzsche. Okay. And the other other one is reading Freud. And I'm like, oh, Bizarre. there is something here. Yeah, there is something here. Anyway, they seem like psychos. Yeah. They they I wouldn't put it past them to to kill somebody. They just seem to get some kind of sick twisted joy out of out of talking down to other people. But then there's also something weird about their own dynamic. Yes. Yeah. You know more than I do. But but I don't. I still kind of don't. Yeah. But there
1: is like a weird. Maybe like jealousy between them, right. possibly lust.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well we we'll, we can talk about this more in coming episodes. Yeah, let's do a week by week Lotus. Uh I'm still watching Superstore. That's fine. It's just very watchable. Mm-hmm. We're rewatching the West Wing. Did I tell you that? That's no. our, our latest binge. I mean I like seen, the fourth time. It is for me, but Becky never got past season two ah. and we finished Mad Men and we're like, let's watch something else that's smart. Nice. Plus we had been intending on getting back into West Wing mm-hmm. for a while. Okay. Uh, but we didn't want to do it during the Trump administration. Right. And I'm realizing now why. Like, it it really would not be a fun watch during the Trump administration. Now. No question. Yeah. It's also nice to watch it having followed American politics really closely for four years because now I understand a lot more nuance than I used to. I'm smarter sure. now watching it. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. This is a big one. This is a big one for little old me. Jeopardy was in the news today.
1: Oh yeah, I saw this.
0: This is interesting. So we just got finished with LeVar Burton's highly anticipated week hosting Jeopardy. Okay. And the consensus among people who actually watched it and didn't just scream about it on the internet as if they were ever gonna watch it is that LeVar Burton was just okay at best. Sure. Was just okay. A lot of people have done better than him,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but I am quite astounded that it looks like the permanent job is going to go to Mike Richards, who is the executive producer of, of Jeopardy. Jeopardy. And by the way, we talked about him on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I said at the time how impressed I was with you were this impressed. guy. Okay. Um, but I can't remember if I was impressed because of the context of him having to fill in last minute, which it was. Okay. Um, and not... I mean, he is an on-camera experienced person. He's not just a suit. There's starting to form a narrative among people who aren't reading the, I, the finer. I saw
1: the Reddit thread was kind of vicious.
0: People saying that he wrote his own ticket because he's the boss of the show. Yeah. that's that's has to be missing pieces. Of course. Part of it, it, he only became the executive producer of Jeopardy! two years ago. And so I have to think part of his contract was, okay, but I want to be considered for the job. Because he's a TV host first, yep. before he was a suit. Yep. And so I have to think that that was part of consideration. I'm really surprised it's going to a white guy that's not Ken Jennings. Yeah. I didn't see that happening.
1: Even after uh, Tuna Tuna Guy, or what was it?
0: Tuna Guy. Like Ken Jennings. Oh, like, weird yeah. Yeah. Bean dad. A, a bean dad <laughs> i think i think you care more about the after effects of bean dad than anybody else
1: <laughs> i do i brought it up every time because at the time it was like <laughs> ken jennings is for sure not going to be the
0: host anymore and it's it all might be because of bean dad no that was i don't think like i said week. he's for sure not going to be the host anymore but i think he did look bad for a week being yeah. associated with being dad <laughs>
3: right
0: and it's not going to be aaron Rodgers. no uh and so it looks like it's going to be this guy Mike Richards, who, who by the way I think was fine, and maybe will grow to like him. But it's it's very surprising, and I'm sure I said on this podcast in a clip that now doesn't age well that will never happen.
1: Isn't Mike Richards also the name of Kramer? Correct. I
0: <laughs> yes. I saw that, and I was like, "Whoa, wait a second. You imagine <laughs> that's I saw this picture? That's how he rallies? <laughs> oh my god! After 18 years. Of the blacklist he hosts jeopardy oh man it probably is around 18 years too the current uh champion on jeopardy by the way is straight fire oh yeah the best jeopardy champion we've had since uh jeopardy james okay he's on game 11 he's over four hundred thousand dollars now Oof. he how many uh games did james make it oh like 50 or something okay it was crazy um He's just very good, and he kind of has the perfect amount of cockiness that you look for in a Jeopardy! champion. Like okay. He's still endearing, and he's starting to like write himself bits for his interview segment every single episode. He like has what he's going to say planned out better than most people do. Right. He kind of stands on the podium in a funny way. He also does this infuriating thing where he says what is, even if the question is a who is. So he'll say what, oh. it, what is Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> every single time. Uh, his name is Matt, actually. And, and they, uh, they allow that? You just have to frame your your uh, answer in the form of a question. It doesn't have to be yeah. the correct question? No. Like, for example, if if the clue was, uh, this is a question you might ask your dog when he's a good boy. All you have to do is buzz in and say, who's a good boy? Because your answer is in the form of a question. Right. So could but you say, nobody ever does it like that. Could you say, what's a good boy? You could, yeah why is a good boy no you can't do that because that wouldn't work because that's not a phrase people say to their dog gotcha yeah okay right nice but you could yeah if, if they're looking for like a fruit that is red you could say why is apple oh man, I mean he should start doing that just to really, throw, <laughs> just people to really throw people off just really like screw with his uh his competitors yeah yeah. Bob Odenkirk, you wanted to talk about Bob who gave everybody a scare about a week ago. Yeah, big time. Like he was like unresponsive. Yeah. He uh passed bit. passed out on the set of Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. Um it turned out to have been a small uh heart attack, but when there was no updates for like almost a whole day, yeah. it was it didn't look good. Like right. it was it was frightening. Like why wouldn't we know by now? Mm-hmm. Surely we would know by now if it was like heat exhaustion.
1: I wonder if when they said he's not responsive, if they meant He's not responding to any messages, and neither is he. He didn't have a comment for the press at this time. <laughs> <Yeah>. He's non-responsive. <laughs> in the hospital, non-responsive.
0: But he seems like he's going to be okay. Like I, yeah. all, he's he's commented a little bit. He's thanked everybody for the for the love. And he uh, said he's going
1: to take some time away. I wonder how much that'll. It's notable
0: too that he's in the best shape of his life because he just did that ass kicking movie.
1: I was wondering about how nobody might have helped or hindered his uh, his his life status. I think he's a workaholic. That's yeah. what I heard. Yeah. And he might've just been. Chances are stresses. Stress yeah. That's Scott right. Scott Aukerman famously says that his quote is always, God damn it.
0: That's a Odenkirk? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know where we stand on the uh Scarlett Johansson Disney legal controversy that was brewing yeah. a few days ago. I watched ago. that, by the way. Did oh, you watch Black, Black Widow? No, I haven't seen it. It's actually for a Marvel movie. I actually really liked it. I heard that it's in no way a superhero
1: movie. It's an action movie. Yeah. And that's why I like it. Yeah. Because there's no like, you know, in WandaVision, how in the last episode, they're literally just flying around throwing- Wearing capes stuff and throwing magic other. at each other. It, yeah, Like, I hate that. Yeah. But this had like car chases.
0: It was like more of like a- It's action movie. More like a yeah. Mission Impossible movie. I'm into that. I definitely yeah. want to see it. Like, yeah. I like Black Widow and I like- a great many Scarlett Johansson performances. I don't even dislike Scarlett Johansson as a person, but she does often say and do entitled stupid stuff. And, and Florence Pugh and ugh, David Harbour. David Harbour. Rachel like, Weiss, I think, is in it too. Yep. So the whole thing with with Disney, she's she's suing Disney over them having streamed the movie when she had it contracted that the movie would exclusively be in theaters. And she right. has back end points on the movie, and so she's, mm-hmm. I guess, concerned about how this is affecting. Her paycheck and and totally. that's valid although disney says no all of this is kosher we checked this and like and they also accused her of being uh uh of disregarding the pandemic of basically saying like no this movie should be open only in theaters and like as if the pandemic isn't a concern for people who might want to see the movie that she's in right um which in- is a little rich from like from the mouse didn't disney open yeah disney parks are open <laughs> yeah. so I, th- I think that's like a, a pretty rich thing for them to be yeah, toiling around there's also just like an evil company in general mm-hmm. the way most big companies are yeah um but i kind of think everybody in the scenario looks like a dick yeah because they're probably right and also like even if you are in the right to an extent don't sue disney you fool right well i mean you heard Malcolm Gladwell talk about that right about how it's not wise to get yourself in uh in court with the mouse yes I did hear that he was he did such a good job of kind of getting ahead of it though
1: mm-hmm. he's he's kind of he didn't say her. anything no, no. too negative no not no. not even in the least no and they got Britt Marling for an episode of it yeah uh, did you hear that one I've heard
0: two of them is the third yeah. one out yet the third one I have not uh, the third one is out but I haven't heard yeah. it yet either okay I'll take a listen to that tomorrow that's the little mermaid trilogy of revisionist histories he's put out right yeah yeah i listened to that after you recommended it last time uh lauren michaels has shared that he hopes cecily strong will return to snl yeah and cecily says she's still thinking about it yeah now i think she shouldn't i think that she got her send-off she has gotten yeah, out of that job true. what she can get i Doesn't think she make it i think she needs to be in a knives out sequel or something yeah i think that she needs to make the transition yeah and everybody will be thrilled mm-hmm. she just needs the right gig right yeah she could play
1: like um even like supporting role in anything yeah and i think it would kind of like cause her to lift off
0: well if she had like a Cat dennings type role in a marvel vehicle it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt yeah. it would it would be good for visibility mm-hmm. but it wouldn't use her to her potential at all so maybe that's not right she would be more of like maybe like a katherine Hawney style thing oh yeah if they really let her sing
1: yeah yeah, that let could, her
0: go for it. That could be cool, but I don't see that happening. That's a little bit strong, I think.
1: Yeah. You know what? If we get in Cecily's corner, we, uh, we can make this media machine happen. Okay. Are we moving out of Kaplan Corner into Cecily Corner? No, 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 no of course not. Um, but we are <laughs> also strong for Cecily. Yeah, yeah. I'm strong on that idea. Mm-hmm.
0: Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, and Sam Elliott going to star in the Yellowstone prequel, which is called 1883, which sounds like a mad lib of things that were likely to happen like that sam elliott's going to be in the yellowstone prequel never mind that it's going to also feature the king and queen of country music right yeah don't care no don't care did not care about the regular yellowstone although people love it yeah i mean
1: there might be a time and place for regular yellowstone
0: Uh, Brendan Fraser just got cast in Killers of the Flower Moon. Love that. New Scorsese movie. Love that. Yeah. Dude, I was
1: talking about Brendan Fraser the other day. Kid you not. uh, Someone said that (laughs) Jen's brother referenced The Mummy. Something very specific about The Mummy. And I was like, man, love Brendan Fraser. Wish he would get more stuff. Like, he deserves it kind of
0: thing. Brendan Fraser just kind of got a really raw deal when he was one of the world's biggest movie stars. Yep uh got taken advantage of and and like really injured himself too i think in yes on the mummy i think you're right yeah. he beat his body to crap but also he got like molested like he he got he was a victim and right. um uh, he tried to speak about it and then he stopped getting work for like 20 years god yeah um
3: that he's a good sweet.
0: actor and he was always hilarious and stuff i'm totally. thrilled to see him in a scorsese flick that's amazing yeah uh what wh- is this gonna be a mystery movie I don't know anything about it. It's called Killers of the Flower Moon, which gotcha. sounds cool. And I know... Di- sounds Di- more like a Tarantino movie. DiCaprio and De Niro. And yeah. Brendan Fraser.
1: Yikes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Hopefully, it's actually... Hopefully, we look back
0: fondly on this. Betty Kil- Betty Gilpin was going to play Ann Coulter in, speaking of Ryan Murphy, American Crime Story, Impeachment, the Bill Clinton thing. Right. Anne Coulter's going to be featured in that. It was going to have Betty Gilpin from GLOW and Nurse Jackie... Now it's gonna have Kobe Smulders. Betty Gilpin couldn't do it anymore because COVID schedule shifted. Mm-hmm. And now Kobe Smolders is gonna play Ann Coulter, which I actually am psyched about. Interesting. Yeah. And then Beanie Feldstein's gonna be in the Monica Lewinsky thing. Did you see that? Which is what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. Yes. Okay, yeah. She, But she's gonna play Monica, I think. Yeah, I remember her talking about that non committally on Armchair like two years ago. Did that? Con- it must have been confirmed. Yeah. It was a long time she, ago. Yeah, Jonah Hill posted about it and oh, it was sweet. Just, like,
1: he was like so stoked for my sister.
0: That's good casting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, right on. Uh, the Gotham Awards are gonna move to gender neutral acting categories. That's only a matter of time before the other shows follow. I think maybe the Emmys are obviously not the Emmys because we just read their nominations, but one of the other big award shows is talking about doing that. It might be MTV. Maybe. I don't know. PBS is ending Arthur after 25 years. Yeah, you you were a big Arthur fan, right? How do you know that about me? Um, Because I draw Arthur. You're just an Arthur guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. I, I think you've talked about it before. I do love Arthur. Yeah. I, Arthur was that show for me that I watched until I was too old for Arthur. For the right. same reason that we rewatched The Office now. It's just it was a comforting thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I draw Arthur. That's the thing I can draw. Nice. Yeah. That's cool that you can draw Arthur. Yeah. You've er- seen me draw Arthur. You're an
1: Arthur. I was going to say author, but that's the wrong word. Anyways, let's continue.
3: Okay.
0: Uh, that's essentially all we have. All right. For Shosho 200. Here we
1: go. Yeah. God, I feel like there's something else to burn into, but I guess... I guess we
0: covered some good ground here, didn't we? We did, yeah. We well, got like an hour 10. We do still have uh, another audio drop. Let me see if oh, I can... so I'm uh, so excited. Where it is. Here we go.
2: Um, and the last one is that it seemed appropriate that I give you my very own Never Trust Will Smith. I actually went to theater school with Mina Masood, who's the actor who plays Aladdin in the most recent... Disney live billion dollar Aladdin and I will say like I will preface this whole story by telling you that he is just like one of the nicest people you will ever meet and after Aladdin he sort of got some press because he said in an interview that he was having trouble getting seen for major roles in Hollywood it seemed like it was like there was some commentary around it having to do with Hollywood's general diversity problem representation issues this is what he said in an interview and so Will Smith was asked I saw a video of him being asked to comment on this thing that Nina said and just like sort of tell the reporter what he thought. And Will Smith said some kind of crap about like, oh, an actor's life is really hard. This industry is really hard to be a part of, which is absolute crap. Guy played a lot and it should not be hard for him to get an audition. When you are an older, successful actor and you take up as much space in the industry as someone like Will Smith, a question like this is an absolute slam dunk for you. All you have to do is be like, oh my goodness, Mina is so talented. He's such a good actor. If you're not casting him, I don't know what you're doing. It's like so easy under those circumstances just to be generous and say, the kind thing and he just like super didn't and his answer sucked and as a result I will never trust Will Smith anyways congratulations to you both on 200 shows here's to 200 more Whoa!
1: (laughs) that was such a mic drop Jade just casually dropping that hey I I actually went to theater school I know Aladdin and
0: never trust Will Smith
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) so happy she saved that for 200 I don't know if there was
0: method behind that or if it just kind of like came to her but, I think she was on a roll. She had made us a five minute uh, Jade Explains a Thing and she's like, Well, I'm I'm talking here. Why don't I which by the way proves that she can sustain a whole podcast of Jade Explains a Thing. It's true. Yeah.
1: So that Show Show Network's spinoff
0: is going to be Young Jade. Young Jade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Jade's Gambit. Jade's Gambit. <laughs> oh man, that would be she's so cool. She's right too. That's such bullshit. Why why did he have to like straddle the fence on such an e that's a softball for him? Be nicer about you're Aladdin, totally. Yeah, like it, she she makes such a good point. Like you have moments where like
1: Hollywood's not going to cast you out. No, you're for fine. speaking up for like a young actor that you just spent a lot of time. Working and you don't
0: even have to have to call anybody out. All you have to do is say that everyone's screwing up by not welcoming yeah. in Mina Masood, right? Who, by the way, it, this kind of ruins the whole thing. But he's very likely, according to my brother, to be cast as. Ezra in like a live action Star Wars thing. Nice. Who's He was the lead character in Star Wars Rebels. He's up to now been a very like heavily featured animated Star Wars character. Gotcha. And he's likely going to be in a Disney Plus show where he essentially plays like Space Aladdin. Sweet. And so it's it seems like he's going to be just fine. Are you guys talking about the Bad Batch at all? He's watching it. We, wa- we I watched the pilot so yeah. we could do a podcast about it and I thought I would be able to watch more of it for the podcast but I didn't connect with it in the pilot. Just too much animation kind of thing? I don't know. I like the look of the animation, and I've seen certain arcs of the Clone Wars. I'm not anti-Star Wars animation at all. I just, for some reason, it takes a little more for me to connect with it. And it didn't have enough familiarity, The Bad Batch. It was It was all new. I'm kind of interested about this Pixar movie that's going to
1: take place in Toronto. Yeah. That one seems cool. There's some very uh, interesting detail, Like... The diversity is a a thing that a lot of people are are pointing out. And I even noticed in the trailer, there's a girl with a continuous glucose monitor on. Cool. Like, just like a student, like a tertiary student. It's like, that's such a cool,
0: nice thing to do, Disney. Yeah, they are not villains. People have all kinds of different things. That's right. Yeah. That's going to be meaningful to some kid. Yeah, I think so. Excellent. Even in passing. Excellent. The uh, Fresh Prince dramatic reboot uh, had to switch showrunners. So they had this guy, Chris Collins, who was like a writer for The Sopranos and The Wire and <laughs> one of the creators of Sons of Anarchy. And like, he was a very well credentialed person to run this show. Yeah. And now he's been replaced with two guys whose biggest credits are The 100 and The Shy. So they're not like, mm. they're not nobodies. Right. But they're not The Wire and The Sopranos. No.
1: Why did that guy want the job in the first place?
0: Because there are going to be a lot of eyeballs on yeah. the Fresh Prince dramatic reboot. It could be good.
1: Wow, I can't wait till we do that on the show show. Yeah, That's no. gonna be a whole thing. Yeah. Should we save that for episode three hundred? No. Don't watch it until it comes no, out in
0: the not. in the two nineteens or something. Perfect. We have to wait two years to watch it nobody'll care anymore. You're right. <laughs>
1: two years. Yes. It's gonna be three and a half years for us to get to three. How do you feel? I feel great. Good. Two hundred feels good. Do you want to do another hundred? I want to do another 100. Oh, you're committing to that? Yeah, let's do it. Hey! It doesn't feel like a commitment anymore. It feels like hanging out. It does feel so
0: normalized. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing that's happened, I think, in the last 100 episodes is that I've gotten lazier about it, but I don't think the show suffered for it. Mm. I think that it's just just a hang.
1: Well, famously, you wanted to... to um, like you really went to town on like editing the first Ugh. bunch of episodes yeah. and i was like stop doing that yeah stop doing that i might have mentioned that on that was your greatest
0: contribution <laughs> telling me <laughs> not to
1: try so, so don't, hard don't uh, yeah <laughs> i think i think that's a big thing for me is just going like dude don't like don't be so. mainly try because hard. you're you're guilting me oh this is about you no yeah a little bit i guess okay. <laughs> and that's why you never trust
0: will smith never trust will smith okay we've never done this before we've never we've never we've never ended the show and then needed desperately to turn back on the microphones but it's not very often that there's a celebrity sighting among one one of the two of us and you forgot to mention it
1: it's true and it was so organic the way this came up i asked about your brother's bachelor party yes we're going to lunenburg this weekend i went to lunenburg last weekend oh you guys are playing that golf course right uh the uh the brewery that we were at to see bahamas the band um was fantastic Bahamas was super funny, by the way. Yeah, and he's cool. His, yeah. yeah, and uh, we uh, we were there, and we looked over to the corner, and Bill Pullman was sitting there
0: like at a booth with like a bunch of people. The very good actor. Spaceballs. Weirdly, though, uh, 30 seconds ago when you told me this off mic, mm-hmm. I thought Bill Paxton, and I was like, you're wrong. You didn't see Bill Paxton. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be so cool. Wouldn't that be cool if you had like a Dark Knight Rises moment where you look across the cafe and there's Bill Paxton alive? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What?
1: It is kind of like a seafaring town, a la Titanic. And then also Anne Hathaway turns around and
0: they deliver a cappuccino or something.
1: But Bill Pullman's good too, Spaceballs. He did ask me to paint him like one of my French girls.
0: (laughs) I'm Batman.
1: (laughs) You didn't talk to Bill Pullman. I didn't didn't talk to Bill Pullman, no. No. I was um, considered it, and as the concert went on and the night got later... That thought became like a little more probable, mm-hmm. but I did hold myself back from talking to anyone. This famous.
0: is almost as cool as that time you saw Jordan Peele in Halifax, yeah, which is that a crazy was, thing that we never talk about. That one was cool. Yeah. And Chelsea Peretti. They were walking. Well, that makes baby. sense. She was making a movie here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyways, just needed to do the skirt skirt to come back and mention that. Always trust Bill Pullman. Always trust Bill Pullman. Or get
0: it done. He comes to Nova Scotia.
1: Yep. For The center season four. There were for sure like five other actors at that table. Mm-hmm. But no one, uh, no one that I could recognize. Nobody
0: Bill Paxton definitely not there. Bill Paxton, unfortunately not there. But we're gonna hold out hope. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that'll be another feature. Always trust <laughs> that Bill Paxton might come back.